0: Dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Through the looking glass, moving from supervisee to supervisor. As a recent PhD graduate, I have now moved on to supervising others. It sounds rather sudden, and it really wasn't. Throughout my PhD, I've been able to supervise master's project students, initially with the support of my supervisor, and then gradually moving to supervising with other peers and colleagues. These master's students have been completing a piece of work, often one that forms a part of the larger part of my work, or a discrete project into itself. Completing these research projects is a key component of the master's degree qualifications, enabling them to develop some applied research skills, yet they are also important and valued members of the research project team. During my PhD, I took four master's speech and language therapy students every year, they were able to complete some component of the blinded work that my research study involved. For example, during my intervention trial, the participants were assessed at the end of the study, after a period of treatment or no treatment, depending on the group they had been randomised to, by someone who needed to be blinded by the randomisation to reduce bias. I also collected video recordings of local speech and language therapists delivering the intervention I had developed. During the fidelity evaluation, the transcription and coding needed to be done thus by somebody unbiased. Finally, I also collated video recordings of the participants in conversations. These also needed to be transcribed and coded by researchers blinded to the randomisation and diagnosis of the participants. The master's students were therefore vital to this process. More recently, we ran some focus groups with people with progressive aphasia and their families. We wanted to know a bit more about their opinions around speech and language therapy treatments. Had we asked a speech and language therapist to run these, the participants may have felt more obliged to comment on the benefits of the discipline. But the student who ran the groups was completing a master's project in a completely different subject, though still dementia-focused. This meant she was able to facilitate the meeting and provide a forum where people were better able to be open about their opinions in the discussion. Each of these students has used the data, all or parts of it they collected, to write up a different project with a somewhat different research question and analysis. Supporting students to develop their writing skills in this way has also helped me develop my supervision skills. I'm particularly mindful that I've found writing difficult at times, I think we all have, and I have realised that giving feedback to others on their writing needs careful thought. I have found myself admiring the way others write about the work we are doing together, I've also found myself realising how much I have learnt and developed my own writing when I pick up grammatical or tense errors that I myself am prone to. Now I have just recently done some training in supervision as I embark on the next stage of my ECR pathway and I am hoping to supervise PhD students in the near future. The training focused on all the usual things, drawing my attention to the relevant policy and procedures, ethics and regulations etc. The training also focused on supervision approaches, whether I take a preference in a more nurturing approach to encouraging people to develop, or whether I like to provoke discussion, debate and critical thinking by challenging the person, or whether I like to really work collaboratively in a team-type model. I feel that I am currently at an advantage, having just completed my PhD. I find myself constantly thinking about how I felt, about what I did or didn't find useful. I also feel rather lucky that as an ECR I continue to be able to learn about how it is to be supervised and mentored and how it is to be the supervisee or mentee. I must admit I also realise that there are so many clinical skills I can bring to this. In supervising clinical students, in delivering therapy to clients and their family members and working as part of a multidisciplinary team, I've realised I've developed skills that are transferable to supervising project students. Despite my positive experiences, I've also realised that many people can be very reticent or worried about supervising students. So the following are my top nine reasons for supervising students as an ECR. First of all, Providing opportunities to do dementia research can encourage students to consider a career path in dementia research. Dementia research is often considered less sexy compared to other areas. I tend to find that when working together, students become as as excited about the work as I am. Having enthused a student to work in dementia, they are more likely to come back to you in the future for supervision or collaboration or mentorship. Building ongoing relationships with your students can be extremely productive. Students can enhance your work by providing a willing workforce. Often an extra pair of hands can be helpful, but more importantly, provide the rigour of the project you're working on by providing that blinded, less biased researcher. As an ECR, we can often rely on the kindness of our peers and colleagues when we need this kind of help. Students, however, often have more time and flexibility to assist in this role. Of course, long term, we will all ideally be able to employ our own RAs or postdocs. But whilst we wait for these big grants that will allow us to employ these people or host a PhD studentship, the student projects run for the master's students can enable us to develop these skills. In completing my application to become a PhD supervisor recently, I was able to demonstrate how I have been developing myself in this area by listing the master's student projects I've supervised. Students are so knowledgeable, I often learn from them. They might find a really useful paper I hadn't located. They often see the data from a different angle or perspective. That might mean that they produce graphs or tables in a format I hadn't previously considered, but they also stimulate discussion and debate. Now writing has been something I've fallen in and out of love with, generally I love it, but when I read student projects I find myself learning more about writing. They say the more you read the better you write, and I certainly notice that the more I read and assist and edit and comment on students' writing, the more I am able to apply this to my own writing also. Students come from a broad range of backgrounds and often from overseas, and I've had students who've shared their experiences with colleagues and peers at home, thus disseminating work internationally in a way I couldn't have anticipated at all. People with dementia and their families find students stimulating themselves. They find speaking with students is exciting and they like to contribute to the students' development. Student supervision is not just two-way, it can be great for people with dementia too. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, supervising students is fun. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.